1: Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today I have Tasha Triana, who is the Nurtured Nurse, on with us today. Tasha, thanks so much for being here with us today.
0: Yeah, thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. I'm very grateful to be here and always love having these opportunities, so thank you.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and your background as a nurse.
0: Oh, gosh, yes, thank you. I love this question with nurses in general because I feel like a lot of us have very unique backgrounds and paths as to how we got on the path of nursing. So for me, it actually wasn't something that I had anticipated going into when I was younger. I actually went to college and studied psychology. And from there I got my master's in psychology and I was really interested in just understanding the mind and human behavior, relationships. And I was really on track to get my PhD. But in between uh, grad school and well, kind of summers, undergrad and grad school, I had got bitten by the travel bug. So I was in Costa Rica doing an internship basically and decided, wow, I really love travel so much. And I was really thinking about Doctors Without Borders and just how I could really travel and see the world while also helping people. So then that put me on the path of switching to nursing because I thought it would be really cool to have my psychology background and then pair it with you know, knowing the body on a different different level, so having the mind and body So that's really what propelled me there, though most of my family and friends were (laughs) kind of more school, really. So instead of continuing all the way for my Ph.D. in psych, I just pivoted and I'm so happy I did. So that just really led me onto a, a really nice path. And now my path continues because I'm still a nurse working bedside, though I think I will be stepping away very soon as currently I'm per diem as I grow my business. So, yeah, I, I feel nursing is such a nice background to have with honestly anything. I think it pairs nicely with so much.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I I can uh, attest to travel just changing your life and changing your direction as well, because that's all I did in my 20s. Like, I went to, you know, I did backpacking in, in Europe and then spent six months in Australia and Southeast Asia. And it was just like everywhere you went, you're like, I want to go here and here and here and here. And, you, you know, at some level, you can't stop. So, my entire like nursing career in my twenties was uh, let me work as much as I can so that I can take as much time off and travel. <laughs> so it was really exactly. it yes, itself totally nice. Yeah. So okay. So um, you were at the bedside and um and still at the bedside. What is this a med surge floor that, that you've been working on or is it a different actually experience?
0: I'm in OB so I've been doing postpartum, which I really love because again, just even before I became a nurse, I have always really loved working with children and families. When I had my psych degree um, first finished with my master's, I was working with children with developmental delay and autism. So I really just like working with the family unit. So I've been a OB nurse actually for almost eight years. Gosh, time flies. Um, but yeah, I really love that area. So it is a bit hard to leave bedside, but I am really ready for the next adventure. So I think the, the, the timeline on bedside nursing is, is very close to closing.
1: So when you went into nursing, were you thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to go into nursing and I'll start a business or how did that come about?
0: Yeah, good question. I didn't really anticipate a business per se, but I knew that nursing would kind of be a stepping stone for me. I didn't see myself being in bedside for the rest of my career. I'm someone who really values growth. And I think one of the reasons too, that I, was so drawn to nursing because it's something that even if you work in the same department for years, you're always seeing new stuff or, you know, quote unquote, the same diagnoses on different people presents differently. You're always learning. And so I think for me, just having that curious mind, I, I think I knew intuitively that it would be kind of a stepping stone. And so I didn't necessarily think business. I wasn't quite sure where I would go, but yeah.
1: So how did um, your travels and where you've been, how did that kind of play into the business you started?
0: Yeah, this is a really good question. I feel everything is so interconnected. So let's see, in 2017, my grandma actually passed away that year. And so it was a tough year in terms of just a lot of family stuff. And after things kind of settled with that, I decided to go on a trip. I had moved and I was in between you know finding new housing and I decided I'm per diem I love traveling I'm just going to take some time off so I did 9 weeks in Central America backpacking by myself and it was just such an amazing trip it really allowed me for me travel is one of the ways I tap into the present moment so well just new sights new people new experiences and through that it really just allowed me to connect more with my passion and really discover that Nicaragua, which actually at that time it had been my second time there, how much I love this country. And I think it really put me on the path, my spiritual path. And so really tapping into yoga and meditation. And once I came back from that trip, I knew there was something, I was about to make a change. And through that, I ended up deciding to move to San Francisco from Southern California because almost every book I was reading at that time, whether it was yoga, meditation, all of the authors were literally from the Bay Area. So I thought I must go there, you know, to the source of all of this knowledge. So I moved here, and you know, I was just on a hike one day, and it came to me—the nurtured nurse. That's it. Everyone always looks to me for wellness tips and recipes, and I already kind of had this, you know, identity among my coworkers, my friends, and it just really came about super organically.
1: Oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, so, what is kind of like your framework? So, when that came to you, you're on the hike, and you you're like, "Oh, I'm the nurtured nurse." You know, um, how did you? decide to package that? Or how did you decide to, um, you know, what you thought other people would want um, from you?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. I think businesses are, I'm not a mom yet, at least. And I think businesses are kind of like a birthing process, you know, as I am an OB nurse, I think it's really yeah, just so much goes into it, so much creativity, so much love, fear, I think all emotions really go into creating a business, so at first, I really had the name, and I thought, okay, what what do I love to do, you know, what, what are my passions, and really, I love helping people in all forms, but now I'm very into overall wellness. And I think working in the hospital, you see that a lot of it isn't focused on preventative, it's focused on after the fact. And so I think really instilling, you know, ways to manage stress or just deal with burnout. I myself had also experienced burnout pretty early in my career. So it was kind of all coming together, you know, for me to realize the importance of self-care and really being an advocate for not just myself, but also my coworkers. So I knew in in that I really wanted to offer workshops. I do one-on-one coaching, group coaching as well. And then I actually was supposed to have my first retreat last year at the end of March, right before the pandemic kind of put the world on hold. Yeah, so I was really excited, of course. And then, you know, okay, is it gonna happen? Is it not? And of course we all had major plans changed, you know, it was, it's been a wild year. So I feel thankful, you know, I'm, I'm healthy and that, that can go on the back burner for now but I'm really excited for once travel is up and running again to be able to lead retreats and have people really connect with nature, get out of the hospital environment and just really have some moments of Zen and calmness and yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I I miss those too. And, uh, you know, I was doing something similar because I was doing uh, just kind of meetups around the country. And my last one was the beginning of March and it was in uh, Santa Monica. And I remember like everybody was like, oh, this COVID thing. And I was still in a bubble. Like I still didn't know what it was. And they're like, oh, we're not allowed to travel. I'm like, you're not? Like I've never heard of such a thing. (laughs) It was just, and Mm -hmm. we had planned this retreat over to Africa. And up until like the beginning of May, we were still like, you think that we'll be able to go on this trip and now in retrospect I'm like well that was pretty dumb we should have just cut it off like right at, at the you know the, the nub but even now like we don't even know where this is going or, or no, when it's gonna and it,
0: it was so hard to say then you know of course now when we look back we're like okay but you know at the time it was happening there was just so much going on it was also new and just yeah figuring out what our option plans were
1: Right, so how were you able to pivot? Um, first, I mean, you have to mourn the loss of that retreat because I'm sure that was like a, you know, a big deal, but how did you decide to pivot and, and um, make up for that, I guess?
0: Yes, yeah, thank you for asking. It's interesting because actually at the beginning of last year in February, I actually moved out of San Francisco and left to move to Nicaragua. So I was on an island there in the Caribbean, on the Caribbean side of Nicaragua, when the pandemic really hit and all of the borders in Central America were closing. So I knew my retreat would have to go on hold. Exactly like you said, I did mourn the loss of it and also kind of accepted, okay, you know, other people are dealing with worse things. It it will come back when the time is right, you know, and I trust that. I really do trust everything happens in divine timing. So in the meantime, I feel, you know, I came back to California, I'm really building my brand, my business, my coaching skills as well, and my ability to host groups. And I feel that when the time is right for the retreat, it will just be even better than it would have been last year. So,
1: right. Um, so are you doing like zoom calls and stuff like everybody else or? It, mm-hmm. okay. Yes, the
0: world of zoom now. <laughs> I wish we could be in person, but not yet. <laughs>
1: Uh, and how does that work so do you have are they group calls do you do and you do the one-on-one calls as well or Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I mainly do one-on-one calls and I will be launching a group course soon it's in the works so I'm not sure exactly when it will be coming out but probably within the early half of this year so I'm very excited about that but yes mainly one-on-one and then pre-pandemic I was doing workshops here in San Francisco with things like meditation, learning about essential oils, different uh, techniques that people could use to tap into and even teaching these skills that nurses can use while they're on a shift at the hospital, things that, help can, that can help ground them and bring them back to center, you know, especially as we've all learned in this last year, just how important taking that time is you know, and such high levels of burnout, stress, fatigue Um, And then I also offer a free class every Monday called Mindful Monday, and that's on Zoom. Anybody can join that one. And each week the topics are different and it's an interactive talk, which is really fun because actually we have people from all over the world join that. So since we can't quite travel yet, at least we can talk to people in other countries.
1: (laughs) So how have you been able to connect with these people in other countries?
0: Yeah, some are fellow travelers I've met traveling, some are nurses. This group is open to anyone. You don't have to be a nurse or a healthcare provider, which I feel like is really nice because we have a good mix. We have a lot of backgrounds. I am also very active on Instagram, on social media. So a lot of uh, our followers come into Mindful Monday that way. So it's been really amazing for community building. And I think during this time, you know, where we're not able to see people, it's nice to have that consistency and people know that, hey, maybe I can't make it this week, but I can make it next week. And it's something that's always ongoing. And so I think during this time, it is really nice to know there is that community aspect out there.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, give us an example of like. Um, so, I, I guess it's this is a combination of nurses and you know, not to lump everybody into a non-nurse mm-hmm. category, but you know, for, <laughs> just between us, nurses. Um, right. Yeah. So, you work with non-nurses as well. So, mm-hmm. what is it that people come like? What do you think they come and expect uh, to get out of like one-on-one coaching, or you know, how do how do you do like a transformation or or help them achieve a certain state like? Is an example that you can give us?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I love working with, yeah, not quote unquote only nurses, (laughs) but people come for a variety of reasons. And I think at the end of the day, if I'm really able to kind of whittle it down to one thing, I think it's really getting back into alignment with their self and their true passion and their true essence and you know, learning techniques to kind of strip away a lot of society's programming and really get back to the things that they love and really connect with themselves. I think taking a moment to pause and we're not really taught to incorporate joy and self-care in our day-to-day. A lot of us, at least here in Western culture in the US, we're really taught to be productive and to keep busy. And so I think learning these tools you know how to ground oneself what are the things we truly value and it's amazing how you start changing one thing and everything else seems to change as well really has a true ripple effect and for me having the background in psychology with nursing as well as uh, being a yoga and meditation teacher as well as a reiki practitioner it really allows me to combine all of my loves interests education passions so i i really love it
1: yeah, no, absolutely, and I, yeah, I can definitely relate to the that idea of you know you have to be productive and busy all the time, and it, it's exhausting. And uh, you know, I was reading um, the book called Deep Work recently, and it's I don't know if you've read that, but um, I
0: haven't read it.
1: Th- it's Cal like Newport or something, but anyway, he talks about like eliminating kind of the dist- those distractions in your life so that you can think deeply and you can focus on stuff because a lot of like the Twitter and the social media and all this kind of stuff tends to distract us like as the brain wants to do easy things um, and it's so easy to get distracted by all of that other stuff and I think uh, like what you're talking about even just starting your day out um, you know which is the meditation or the yoga and not the stress let me I'm busy 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 i got to do all this stuff um, is is one way to really approach um to approach life. So uh, the other thing too that that you just said, um, and I always found fascinating in the hospital setting was that you know we always tell patients to um, just make lifestyle changes, and it's this like broad thing that we say at the end, uh, you know, take your medications, do this, and do lifestyle changes. You know, like go lose two hundred pounds, or you know, just some astronomically crazy thing to do. Uh, and we never tell them how or what to do first, or if you know, just how to take little steps. So when somebody comes to you and, and they're stressed out or you know their life is not in alignment. How do you kind of start like what's the most important thing to start with and how do you get them through a stepwise process.
0: Mm-hmm. Good question. And first I wanted to just comment on what you said about so many distractions. I totally agree with you and I think you know, we're living in a busy world and constantly receiving so many messages. So exactly like you said, the importance of having opportunities, maybe in the morning to ground in and do yoga or meditation. I'm a huge fan of morning routines. And I think that anyone can learn to be a, a more maybe not, you know, you might not want to identify as a morning person, but anyone can form the habit of a morning routine, and really just seeing how far that can go, I find for myself and for the clients I work with, when you really fill yourself up first thing and you start your day off aligned and centered, you know, you're know, you not reaching for your phone first thing, you're allowing yourself to have some moments of quiet or introspection. It allows you to be more full throughout the day. And as a nurse or whatever you, know, you identify as, It allows you to give more fully to others that you come across and to be more patient and aligned and grounded. So one thing I really recommend is starting a morning routine or some kind of habit. Humans really thrive off of habit once you get it going. And especially in a pandemic time, it's so confusing to know day to day. And so having some tools to ground oneself, I find is very, very useful. So often I'll start with something very simple and just start instilling one thing for the morning routine. And from there, after you have one thing locked in, then we can start building. The thing is you want to start for six, you know, build for success. So we want to start with something small and easy to set someone up for success rather than creating these huge lofty goals that after, you know, two weeks kind of drop off. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've had that <laughs> experience. Yes, <me> too. <laughs> we me did too. that, like you know, I've I've been making a transition to uh, vegan food for the most part, and so people nice. will say, "Oh, you're vegan," and I'm like, "No, I'm not vegan. Like you know, I just prefer vegan." food like I just prefer mm-hmm. plant-based food um but you know I'll indulge in in chicken once in a while and people are like oh my god you know but I'm like <laughs> you know it's just like I'm making steps like I didn't you know completely commit to this lifestyle quite yet um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I feel like that's like progress right so if you have a predominantly you you do this most of the time uh we don't have to be hard on ourselves and and just you know focus on what we didn't do or forgot to do or you know lost the ability to do, lost the willpower, so.
0: Right, and I think we tend to underestimate how much small, consistent change can actually change us in the long run. There's an example that I really like that I read in a book once talking about a ship going on a really long journey. So you imagine a ship going on a year-long journey, Yet if the captain changed the compass just by a couple of degrees in one year, they would end up in a totally different place. So you might not notice it on the day to day, but these small little changes when done consistently can make huge shifts in your life. Oh, I like that. That sounds that's. That's uh, that's a really good example. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I would give the other example too, like you were talking about morning routines. Um, when I um, moved down to Mexico, I would say that you know I'm not really a morning person, except um, there's I have this ocean view, and the sun pops up in the morning right over the the horizon, and it gets me up every like it, the draw of it is so intense, like it's amazing. And it was funny because when I went back to Philadelphia, um, you know, and I didn't have the sunrise, I'd wake up and it was like eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'm like, how how did, where did the day, like, you know, the sun usually gets me up and, you know, I didn't have that You had the natural alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love that natural alarm. It's so amazing, it's so powerful. It's and very
0: it, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so, um, all right, so what is kind of next on your plate? What are you looking to do with the Nurtured Nurse? What is 2021 gonna look like for you?
0: Yeah, I'm really hoping that a retreat is on the horizon for this year, even if it's a local US, California, or a small one, but something to start off. I don't want to limit myself, but also I want to be, you know, of course, mindful of the year we've had and everyone's safety and, you know, when travel is up and running. And then, yeah, the group program I was mentioning, I'm in the midst of creating that. So that will be coming out like I said, probably the first half of the year, but I'm really excited with this clean slate starting fresh for the year. And yeah, like I said, I have spent a lot of time prepping for the future retreats as well, and I'm just really excited for it.
1: That's awesome. So where can people find you, connect with you, uh, contact you?
0: Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, The best way is social media, actually. I'm very active on there. So Instagram, at The Nurtured Nurse or through my website, which is thenurturednurse.co. So both of those have uh, the option to send an email or to contact me. And I'm often on social media posting and sending out self-care tips and inspiration or moments of zen. So that's a really good way to follow and connect with me. And I there usually post links as well to the Mindful Monday talk that's every Monday. And we always love when new people pop in. So I would love to have people join.
1: That's awesome. Um, All right, Tasha, well, thank you so much for this.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.